They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis! Oh, my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! So welcome to the first episode of the Large and in Charge podcast. I am one of the three hosts of this glorious podcast. I'm Harry Leader and my co-host. Mason Kimball. And we have another co-host, uh, Addy Kasu, who is in Tahoe right now, and he couldn't make it to our first recording. And I mean, we've been trying to start this podcast now for a little, like, a little over 10, 11 months. I mean, since the start of COVID. Yeah, I mean... It's been crazy uh, trying to plan everything, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a journey. It's been a journey. All right. Journey. So why don't we get started? Um, I've written down some stuff I want to talk about. I uh, mean, you didn't, but that's okay. Hey, I got it memorized. So one thing that I've been seeing in the news, uh, the sports news world, is um, stuff about Kevin Porter Jr., the Rookie guard from Cleveland just got traded to Houston following some uh, pretty crazy things. Um, that was he flipped his car in November and was arrested on I think marijuana charges and gun charges. Uh, and then he started yelling and screaming at uh, team officials when they when uh, Torian Prince and Jared Allen got traded to the Cavs because he was upset about that. Yeah. And then he got traded to Houston. And, I mean, sounds like uh, he's got a pretty big ego. What do, what do you think about that? You know, I think he's uh, going for that speed run of getting out of the NBA, um, <laughs> which it seems like a lot of players are doing. But I feel like that's – I'm surprised that more rookies don't do that. Yeah. Going I'm... into a lot of money that quickly when you're 19, 20 years old or whatever, that's – it gets into your head. Yeah, I mean, he was drafted, I think, 30th overall uh, in the last draft. Uh, not the most recent draft, the draft before that a year ago. But he he's a solid guy. But the one thing I remember him for was when they played the Sixers um, a while back. And the uh, Sixers were beating them, I think, 120 to, like, 85. And he did he postered somebody, like, one of the bench warmers. And then he's, like, flexing. And then the announcer was just like, dude, you're getting decimated. Stop flexing. Like, you didn't, you're not doing anything. Don't be trying to flex. I mean, if you're, if you're down, you just got to get, you know, the team back. But, you know, I mean, speaking of the Cavaliers in these these other small teams like, you know, Phoenix, my favorite team, uh, and the Knicks and the Cavs, you know, they're, they're booming now. I mean, the Knicks are the top defense in the NBA currently, mm-hmm. and the Cavs are the number one offense. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> At all. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, the Cavs I mean, with Sexton and Garland are what like six and one with them and like yeah. two and five without yeah I, so uh, they're actually surprisingly good players compared to what we thought they would be and they just went back to back beating the nets yeah. which is nuts i mean double uh, overtime sexton scoring like 22 points in a row for the team that's i mean larry nance jr has uh named the duo of garland and sexton sexland and it, it i mean it's working they're they're 
wonderful. I mean, Darius Garland going into his rookie year was, they were like, well, he's not going to play. If, if they got Sexton in front of him, they're like, we don't know if he's going to play. They're both playing really well together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's working out. I mean, same with the, the Knicks, Julius Randle mm-hmm. stepping up. Uh, and then, obviously, Phoenix acquire they're, they're booming. I mean, Boom. obviously we don't we don't need the bias opinion on it. So what do you think about Phoenix? What do you think about they're it? They're what the four seed right now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I think they're picking up as much momentum from Bubble Suns as yeah. they can, and that's I'm impressed by their ability to do that compared to everyone thought that they were going to be not as good as they are, and they they're. I don't expect them to carry this entire, you know, you know, whatever winning percentage they're at. I don't expect them to be this high the whole season, but I can expect them to be at least, you know, a five, six seed. They're a really solid team. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've. It's really funny because you know, growing up, I've, I've born and raised Bay Area. You're, you're all from all over the place, but I mean, I was a we believe Warriors fan because that was when I was like four years old. You know, so that's like my first memory of basketball, but. And I really didn't get into basketball until, like, beginning of middle school. And for some reason, I was attracted to the terrible, terrible, terrible sons. And I don't know why. I mean, I really like Bledsoe. And I, because I, back then I was like, I didn't think guards could dunk. And I didn't think bigs could shoot. And they had Mirza Teletovic. And uh, he could shoot threes really well. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And I played a lot of 2K back then. And I, was, I still do. But. You know, uh, I was like, oh, my God, I like I like using the Suns. And then I was like, well, let's keep this going. So I just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the Warriors still have, you know, a spot in my heart as my hometown team. But I don't like the whole super team thing. I don't think the Suns are currently a super team because they're very young guys. They're all pretty good. They're like, if I had to give them like a grade on average on how good these players are, they're like a B-plus team because they have solid guys give you solid numbers, but there's no... You could call Booker a star, but you can't. I mean, he's you not can't a superstar. Call CP3 or Aiden or anyone else. Oh, CP3 is on the downturn. Yeah. I mean, he, you we expected this with him signing uh, or getting traded to a team with two guys who are averaging t- over 20 points a game, yeah. and he's just going to be. The, he's a great point guard for them. I mean, I knew Rubio was on was out because I mean he was okay, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just happy with what's happened. But yeah. why don't we switch gears a little bit? Um, talk about. Our sport, football. I mean, we both play football. Um, both big boys. So we, and that's why we're called the Large and In Charge Podcast. We're big boys. We play we're both linemen. You know. Yep. And uh, so, w- what's your so what's your Super Bowl prediction? Who do you think is going to make it to the Super Bowl? Well, honestly, I think Patrick Mahomes just got cleared from concussion protocol, yep. so he's playing uh, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I think that the Chiefs are going to win it, though. Personally, I'm rooting for the Bills. Oh, they, yeah, Bill's Mafia, baby. Yeah. You know, I will jump through a table. I will jump through this nice plastic table. Okay, right we're here. not jumping through this table because okay. this is all we got. Um, I will jump through a different plastic table, and I will <laughs> – I don't know what else I'm going to do, but I, I'm i rooting for the Bills. You know, uh, and I'll say I don't know why, but I want Tom Brady to win another Super Bowl. And it's it's just because he's not on the Patriots anymore, and I'd like to see the Bucks win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they won it – when did they win the last – 2002, I think. Yeah, I mean, who was the he was who was the QB on that team? It's somebody. Their best player was what Ronnie Barber. That was yeah. I mean, we I I haven't really been following football. I mean, I only started playing football sophomore year, um, and 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, the only reason why I can play is because I'm big. I mean, that's the only thing. I have no skill, no finesse. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've always been a Raiders fan. Yeah. Even I would, I wished I'd gone to a game at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. It's too late now. They're in the, the Allegiant, yeah. you know, stadium in Vegas. But I mean, at least I still got the A's. I mean, nobody, we, we aren't neither of us are huge baseball fans at all. But, but you know, the A's still soft spot in my heart as well. But you know. Uh, what else we got? Uh, college basketball. You know, we are both pretty strong fans of terrible, honestly, teams. I mean, hey. we've had good times. We both are both our teams really we're good. Ter- we're both, you know what? Top thirty teams in the country. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, in the net rankings. I think BYU is thirty four, and that's what I support. And St. Mary's has pretty much always been. It's sometimes breaking into the yeah. t- top twenty. 25 but I think their net ranking right now is like 80 but that's because they played um you know three incredibly hard conferences right but I mean if if both our teams were if the NCAA decided to do a like instead of it was top 20 it was top 30 I mean we could both be in there and but it it, nonetheless we're not fans of very very good teams I mean we were both both our teams were very good in 2010 around there because we had guys you had Jimmer we had Mills, and then we got Delhi. Um, but yeah, I mean, around there. But so, what do you think is going to be? I mean, college basketball is a little hard to predict, obviously. But yeah. I mean, I don't think Gonzaga is going to go very. I, they always lose. I mean, they do always lose. But this is, I think, the best team they've ever had. Yeah. By far, because they've got Suggs, they've got Kispert, they've got uh, Timmy. Mm-hmm. They are all three amazing players, and they've also got. Uh, what is what's his name? Uh, yeah, um, Aja, I, 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 yeah, but yeah. the French guy. Um, I saw St. Mary's play Gonzaga. Happens every time. Gonzaga pulls out a win barely. Yeah. In this, I, I have to say, this is the worst Gales team I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And they are still like nine and they're like nine and seven or something like that, or ten and seven. But if you are the number one school in the nation, you're playing your best players. You should not be winning by only ten. Yeah. To the St. Mary's Gales. I'm sorry, but... But to be fair, that was probably an off night because they beat BYU. They, it was a blowout from the beginning. Yeah. They were up like Well, they were up 20. like 20 against St. Mary's, and then St. Mary's came back in the second. You can't... I feel like Gonzaga's one of those teams where they can, like... Hold on, my mic is, like, falling off the table here. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I've been holding it in place. Maybe you just got to hold it together. You talk. You talk. <laughs> you talk while I fix this. You talk. What do you talk about? Well, BYU. Let's, yeah, let's stay on that WCC and BYU. They are a team, and they they're not an amazing team. They're a solid team that I think will make the tournament as maybe yep. a ten eleven seed or something around there. They are if they pull it together because they're a younger team. They lost seven seniors this past mm-hmm. year, including their three stars. If they can yeah. pull it together and actually shoot the ball well, which they have not done in the past month, they can be a solid team that could be a team in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, uh, the St. Mary's is in the same predicament. We lost two guys who, I, I, they're, in my opinion, Malik Fitz was, it, well, he could have been a an NBA player, a very bad one, like bottom of the roster. Jordan Ford, I mean, he kind of carried 
um, St. Mary's uh, throughout the season with Malik Fitz. Uh, but, you know, it's just now, it's they're just not, it's not there. I mean, uh, they got a really young team. I mean, yeah. for a uh, uh, guy from Piedmont, uh, mm-hmm. Luke, Barrett, Luke Barrett, redshirting there. I mean, we've seen him play before. He's pretty, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Nothing to write home about, but... You know, <laughs> we I, I I got I got a level of respect for St. Mary's. I mean, it, it's a bunch of white guys doing their all. I mean, I'm sorry, Bunch but that yeah, and, and same goes for BYU. Yeah. It's it, it it's a white guy school. I mean, not saying that white guys can't do it, but if you look at the NBA, we're uh, we're a minority there. We're a minority there. I'd love to see a guy in the NBA who just looks like um I don't know if you know this comedian uh, Theo Vaughn. He has a mullet. Uh, he's just from like Louisiana. He's like, he's always talking like, you know, you know, uh, he, he, he's a very Southern guy. I mean, he's really, really funny. Um, if I, I'd love to see, I'll pull up a picture for you later and show you what the Yvonne looks like, but I'd love to see a guy who's just like mullet, you know, just a funny looking dude. I mean, we've got jingles. That's, that's the closest (laughs) we've got. And he's not a star. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the but the thing we, there's no like American white guys doing it in the NBA we got there's but there's Europeans but they, they don't count <laughs> I mean we've got like the Lucas the Porzingis you know yeah there, there's, we, there's Kevin Love was the last like uh you know solid I mean Gordon Hayward when he was on the Jazz yeah his career uh, pardon my French is in the shitter because he's playing on Charlotte I'm sorry that's where career careers go to die you go to Charlotte your career is over man uh, yeah I mean they're they've got potential They've got Devontae Graham. They've got, you know, LaMelo Ball. They can be good, but they are several years away. There's no way they're even competing for a playoff spot right now. And yeah. they, assuming that, say, like Gordon Hayward leaves, they're not competing for a playoff spot anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, one thing I did want to bring up is just, like, the fact that, like, the NBA had the biggest shift, I think, if there has ever been in terms of players moving in this past offseason and just the overall like if you look at it the Denver Nuggets went from one of the best teams in the NBA last year to now being not even there who did they even lose it was like they lost nobody it was Mason Plumlee that that was their backup center and it's the thing is they don't have anyone besides Jokic and Jamal Murray yeah I mean they got like solid solid kind of solid role players you got like Gary Harris hasn't been the same since, like, his couple good years when he was a rookie. Um, I think is – I don't even know if Will Barton's still there. Yeah. Don't think so. Torrey Craig, I don't know. I don't even know if he's still there. The yeah. thing is, the teams now are just – they're all over the place. I mean, the Mavericks have been one of those teams where it's like they, they, can, they can hold a solid place in the playoff picture but then never go anywhere. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to. Everyone's like, okay, Luke is the best player in the NBA. Don't really know about that, but you know they're like, okay, Luke is probably one of the best players in the NBA, and he can probably go far. No, he can't because I'm sorry, there's not enough support there because Porzingis injury prone and he is not polished. You got who's their starting center? Boban. I mean, I don't think he's their starter, but he's they they switch their starting lineup a lot. Yeah, but you know, I just don't think. Uh, it, I also don't think we're going to see an Eastern Conference team win a title for another five years. At, at the, at the, and that, that's unless at the, the Nets pull it together. 
Because I mean, the, the, it has to be the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Nets. There's the yeah. only three teams. Because everyone was like, "Okay, Miami made it. That was a fluke." There's no mm-hmm. way Jimmy Butler is making it back to another NBA Finals yeah. anytime soon, unless he joins a super team. There's no but then way. even again, he's not. He has such a huge ego. He can't be the like number yeah. two, number three guy. And the thing is, if you put a team together of three Jimmy Butler level level players, and Jimmy Butler's the best one out of them. They're not winning a title. They can, they might go to the second round, but they need to be a fully hundred percent deep, like a 2016 Warriors, 2014 Spurs kind of team. Right. Otherwise, they will not win a championship. And even those two teams both had superstars. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is not at the same level as you know Steph Curry in 2016, or you know even Tony Parker or Kawhi Leonard in 2014. They're it's not the same. And you were just talking about the Spurs, and and as I know, you know, that's your team, that's your favorite team. I mean, it, it, your teams are all over the place. You got you got the Spurs, the Detroit Lions, and I mean, I don't know about any other sports, but it sounds like you're all it's over the map. Much. I mean, it's, it's Spurs, Lions, and then BYU. Yeah, so it's all it's the 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 tr- the holy trinity of mm. teams. Um, and I mean, uh, so the Lions big shakeup. Um, and as a casual fan of the NFL, I have noticed that. Lions are, they're just going through people at this point. It's, I see almost every day some person getting fired, somebody yeah. getting traded, something like that. It, it's a hard life. Uh, but <laughs> honestly, Dan Campbell has made me optimistic because even if he's not a good coach, like not a good uh, play caller, not a good, you know, guy who can, you know, get a guy to learn his position well. He is a motivator, and that is not what we've had in the past. We mm-hmm. had Matt Patricia, who was the worst, the exact opposite. Or as you called him, who'd you call him, Fat Patricia? Yeah, he's like <laughs> a large man. But he, that opening press conference, first off, best uh, beginning pre- uh, press conference for any coach of all time. You've got to show me something to tell me anything different. If, if your coach did not say anything about biting off some kneecaps, I don't think you're getting anything better than that. I mean, like I, I'm, I in my view of uh, the Lions, um, I think they're going to be like how the Suns are now. New coach, they have solid players, and I think that that's like the same thing with the Suns, where they got Monty Williams, and then Monty Williams was given just like executive power over the entire team. Yeah. And he, they were kind of just like from the get go, they're like, okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna bother you. You do you. Now the Suns are going to go to the playoffs, and they could make it to the second round. Yeah. And I think the Lions, with I think another season, maybe another two seasons, can be in that place. Well, and that all depends on what we do with Matthew Stafford. If yeah. we, first off, I will say, if he wants to stay, he's staying. There's no way the coaches, right? Let there's no way the coaches trade him away without him asking to be traded away. He loves the city too much. He's too important to the city being that guy for the past 10 years or 12 mm-hmm. I think now yeah. he he is I think the longest running person in that organization there is no coach uh, owner or you know manager or anything that has been in that organization for longer besides Don Mulbach our long snapper <laughs> that is it uh yeah I mean 
it seems like you guys are going to be on the up and up. I mean, I'm very, I'm pretty optimistic about the Raiders. I mean, the, the Raiders have always been, uh, they, they've been a solid team at times and then the worst team at times. It's just kind of like how most of my teams go when I go to my sports. Uh, uh, what was I going to go on about? I wanted to talk about, this is something that means a lot to me. And I, as a guy who likes to look at every player on the roster, I'd like to have a couple of my favorite, like, what I would say favorite trash players, like a couple of my favorite trash players, not trash. When I say trash, I just mean basically a guy who's not a standout at all. Yeah. Like from a couple years ago, there's a guy who now plays in Europe. He was mainly in Europe, uh, Rudy Fernandez. He plays for Real Madrid, I think still. He was in a dunk contest. He played for the Trailblazers and pretty solid guy. I mean, he, he's got a good shot. He can dunk. He can do all the really like good things on offense, not a good defender, but who is your like favorite like either just really underrated or could just be trash player I mean, my favorite underrated player is kelvin johnson oh yeah kelvin oh, johnson well he's on the up and up so honestly yeah, he's, he's known the, he's known he, now so yeah. i think that that's that's like uh that's a big thing i mean a lot of people would say their favorite quote-unquote trash players like taco fall you know a guy where it's like he's got some sort of personality or thing about him that people yeah. like um I mean, because I like Patty Mills and Del Vadova just because they went to St. Mary's. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that just, that, that's just something that... But I don't know anything... I mean, I don't think you really have... I don't know if you've done, like, complete research and have been following Keldon Johnson since high school or anything, but... Not since high school, but right, but, right, but it's just drafted to the team, I've been certain. There's certain players that somehow just for some reason stand out. Yeah. You know, I remember when uh, the Suns signed Jalen LeCue... To a four-year deal, I was like, "Who's this guy?" And then I looked at like his ball, his life mix. I mean, dude just does three sixty dunks, six three. I mean, just he got traded. Um, he's on the Pacers. Um, so I mean, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere after that. I think the Suns had the only they had some plans for him, but then things you know on draft night happened and he got traded. So I don't. I think his career's done. But you know, there's certain guys that just stand out to me for some yeah. reason, and I, I like to sometimes just be like. Yeah, this, this guy deserves some recognition. I mean, I think Keldon Johnson is one of those guys who is going to get that recognition. Well, he, um, he started out his career and he went to the G League, and that's yeah. why no one knows who he is. Um, right. This is, I think, his next game will be his like 40th NBA game or something. Right. And that's, he's a second year player. He's played in the G League for that entire first year until the bubble. He was, I think, on the all G League team. And then suddenly people started noticing him the past few games when he, you know, went off against the Lakers. That's, I am extremely happy because I've been following that guy for so long, and that's mm -hmm. kind of the thing. I want to, you know, find a guy from, like, high school or something, and I want to follow him through his entire career and see if he makes it. Well, I've been following him the whole time, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of dunkers. I mean, I, I just think dunking is just, it's one of the just things at basketball. You're like, oh my God, you know, it's 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 pretty rare. And sometimes, like, I, I've been to many, many, many NBA games. I went to a lot of Lakers game, Laker games growing up, watching Kobe. He, I don't think I, I probably saw him dunk like three times, and I've been to, like, I went to like 10 Kobe games. Uh, but one guy who, similar G League player Derek Jones Jr. Mm -hmm. He was on the Suns affiliate, and he came up to the Suns. And I think the only reason why they brought him up was so he could be in the dunk contest, yeah. um, which was robbed from him. Who was it? Glenn Robinson the third, you know, stole it. But that was the worst dunk contest ever. But you know, it could it was up in the air. But 
I've always loved dunkers. Nate Robinson, one of my favorite mm-hmm. players. You know, he's great except for when he's on the boxing in a boxing ring. He <laughs> he got knocked Yikes. out. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I like. I think the G League is getting bigger and bigger every day. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of good guys are coming out of there. Uh, I mean, the NBA has really been pushing for it to be an alternative yeah. to college, um, which it's that's going to take some time for that to happen. But it's already happening. Yeah. Um, what like three top five guys who went to the G League this year. Yeah. Like top five recruits out of high school or something, they right. went to the G League, and that's instead of college. And I think that's something that needs to happen. Well, because if we look at the last draft, I mean, James Wiseman and LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton, all, the, like, James Wiseman started at, in college for, yeah. like, he played two games, and then he was, uh, because of the whole thing with Penny Hardaway, like, paying money. Yeah. But that's also a thing. College players who come from, like, a terrible neighborhood or have a really shitty past, they should be allowed to get compensation from the team that they or college they want to go to. Because the whole thing was they they used the money so his parents could move out to Memphis and be close to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it wasn't like he was getting paid money just because, oh, we want you to come over here. It was, like, for something that was, like, genuine. I mean, it's... There's a lot of guys, like... uh, I mean, James Wiseman, I think, is really solid. Um... Mm -hmm. But if, if it was some guy who was, like, a really bad player or, like, wasn't very good and they were just, like, here's some money because you're a little bit better than the next recruit, that's a little scummy. But but it's circumstantial. I mean, college players should be compensated. I think that's a big issue because the NCAA makes so much money and where does it really go? Honestly, uh, I, I think maybe not compensated. Not, like, not get... in the way that, that you'd be paid, like, a salary. They are getting a free education. They, they get a free education, which, depending on... You know, where right. you go, it could be, you know, 10K. It could be, you know, what, 60K a year. Like, it it really depends. But I think what should happen is they at least should be able to make money off their likeness. Right. Off their likeness, which means, like, we should have a return of, like, EA Sports NCAA video games where yeah. the players, I don't think, really, I don't think they ever got compensated for that. But, but they should. Uh, I mean, the whole thing that's that's been a thing. Uh, the NCAA being like, we might bring that back. They might bring back the whole NCAA video game thing because everybody loved it. Yeah. I mean, NCAA football and NCAA basketball were huge back when they were like in 2012 around there. Um, and I think that's a really good opportunity for the players to get a little bit of incentive because yeah. even the walk-on guys, if they're just on the roster. They, but they're not going to get paid that much. I mean, yeah. if they got paid the $1,000 to just be in the game, whatever, I mean, that's yeah. it. But but otherwise, it'd just be going towards a school, and they're just going to pocket it. Yeah. You know, I don't... I don't know, but let's take a break real quick and talk... And let's let's read our sponsors. Oh, wait, we have none. Um, if you would like to become a sponsor of the podcast, uh, the email, the business email, is in the description of the video. And uh, you can... Uh, you can uh, send us an email if you want to become a sponsor. Please do. I like money. We like money, and we we and it, the more money we get, the uh, we can do uh, have a camera. We can film. We can do a whole lot more with the podcast. You we know, can get and, a better than a plastic table. Right. We don't have to use a picnic table, and yeah. that's literally like breaking with the microphones attached to it. We can um, afford to have multiple headphones. Right. We could get we could uh, quote unquote hire a producer, which would just probably be one of our friends just sitting at the laptop looking at it, <laughs> but. Yeah. We could at least do that, you know? We could actually, you know, make this a legit operation instead of it just being two dudes with a picnic table. Yeah. So maybe do that. Um, 
So uh, yeah, moving on. How about let's, let's let's shift away from sports. Anything going on that you want to talk about? Any movies? Anything going on with you that you like in the world right now? Honestly, no. I, I don't have a lot going on. I <laughs> sit at home and I play video games all day. Well, yeah. I mean, who isn't really just stuck at home right now? Yeah. It's 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 a sad reality. I mean, I've been watching a lot of podcasts, uh, a, a lot of comedy podcasts. I'm really into the comedy scene. You know, The King and the Sting, Two Bears, One Cave, a little bit of Joe Rogan podcast. Those are some good podcasts out there. Just some recommendations. But... <laughs> You know, uh, not a lot of sports podcasts that I watch. Um, Pat McAfee show mm-hmm. uh, is really good, but you know, it's about it. Though. It's about it. I mean, I don't. The, the thing is, sports podcasts. Uh, I I'd like to think that there needs to be more podcasts where it's shifted to multiple things because most sports podcasts are one sport and they're talking about like one specific thing for an hour. Mm-hmm. I like it when it moves around a lot yeah. and they bring on guests. They like talk to people because, like, I mean. If we can get some guests, that'd be great. But we don't know anybody because we're in high school and we know we could probably bring some guy. We could probably bring in like some AAU player that we happen to know through a person. But that's it. And that'd be like, we don't know. We don't know. We don't got a lot going on. But um, so, I mean, I think that's about it. I mean, we got We talked a lot about a lot, about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, we probably up, we don't really have a schedule for when we're gonna release everything. Um, I think we're probably gonna re- this. We're recording this on Saturday the twenty third, yeah. and we'll probably release it tomorrow. Uh, so maybe expect them to come out Sundays, maybe Mondays. We don't know. We don't know what's happening with the schedule. It but really depends on if we can yeah. even get everyone to come in. Yeah, we, we our tomorrow. third host. It's a, it's. He sleeps until like four in the afternoon and and then just goes, huh? I forgot. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, maybe we just replace Addy, um, get different person. But as of right now, yeah, it's just Mason and I um, chilling in a basement uh, on a picnic table. And uh, so thank you for listening to the Large and In Charge podcast. I like how I said that as well. I mean, I think that worked. That, that, that was a nice exit. And I'm still recording this, so I don't know why I'm still recording this, but you know what? This was good. All right. Goodbye.